Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Steelers are terrible. The Penguins are equally terrible somehow. And the baseball team had a really nice chance to have everyone get all stoked and say, yeah, well, at least there's these guys and it's going to be fun next summer. And um, no, good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey, especially after what I just said. You can also find daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, the same platform where you found this. The Major League Baseball winter meetings came to a close yesterday, and there were some moves either right at the end or after the end. Juan Soto did end up going to the Yankees. Whoa, big surprise there. Eduardo Rodriguez who was going to be one of the sexier pitchers available in this free agency class, having left Detroit after a wonderful season there. Guy's a really good pitcher. Signed with the National League pennant winners, the Diamondbacks last night for four years and $80 million. The other team reported to have been closest on Rodriguez were the Reds. Yeah, if the Reds can afford somebody, then the Pirates can afford somebody. That's rule number one. Also part of rule number one, if the Brewers can afford somebody, the Pirates can afford somebody. Those two markets are smaller than Pittsburgh. Those two revenue streams, if the Pirates were run well, would be smaller than Pittsburgh's. So the Reds were trying to get themselves one of the best lefties available, And the Pirates went and got a guy who's got nerve damage, which could be a career killer. I'm hoping it's not. Obviously, I'm not saying this as if I, ooh, let's make myself right or something. But those things don't end well, those types of injuries for pitchers. And if the victory that's seen within that, and I'll bet this is very much part of the process when it comes to this team, is well, we were able to get him for a really low price. They probably knocked him down to somewhere in the range of $2.5 million. And low risk, high reward, great. Okay, yippee for you. How about just going and getting a good pitcher who isn't broken? How about doing something that, not for public consumption or gratification and not to win the headlines. I was being facetious with the opening, just so you know. It doesn't matter if they win the headlines in December, okay? It doesn't matter, especially as it relates to the other two teams, because they're not that much in competition. They compete for uh, corporate dollars and for luxury suite dollars and things like that. But for the most part, the Steelers, Penguins, and the Pirates are friends. They don't really, you know, they don't go at each other or anything like that. 
But the one thing that does play, if part of your business model, and Ben Charrington sure did suggest this week that it might be, is that you've got to make money before you can spend it. Well, one way to do that is to get people excited about your products. Now, that's been true of professional sports since they started in the 1800s. You get people fired up over the winter, the hot stove, and you're going to sell tickets and you're going to get people uh, feeling pressure to buy more tickets or to expand into season tickets or group sales. And then you go to the owner and you say, hey, by the way, look at this. Look what we've done here. It happened with Kutch last offseason to a way greater extent than even they had anticipated. They'll tell you that, too. They knew Kutch was beloved and everything else, but they had no idea that the entire city would respond the way it did to him. So, no, that's parenthetical. But here's the part that's not. Tell me why the Pirates wouldn't be in on Rodriguez. I swear to you, I am not going to do this with every player who signs everywhere. But in seeing Rodriguez pitch for the Tigers last season, in being aware of what his status was and why he wasn't going to stay in Detroit, he was one of the people that I looked at and said, man, imagine if they got him. Second thought, they're not going to get him, even if they want to, because somebody else is going to come along and, you know, poach them off the top, just offer a million dollars more. But then you see this end up at four years and 20 million each. My friends, that's the going rate. Okay. That's like driving through a neighborhood saying you like all the houses. And as soon as you hear the prices, even though they're all identical, every house on the street, you say, yeah, I don't think that one over there is worth it. It's the, it's, that's the market. Rodriguez didn't rip anybody off with this deal. The Diamondbacks are going to get four years of a really, really, really good pitcher. And, and by the way, if you're one of those people who say, well, the Diamondbacks are good and the Diamondbacks were just in the World Series, I mean, Players and agents just don't care about that. I hate to burst your bubble. Okay, I've dealt with them for years. They are looking for every last dollar. They understand that these careers are not infinite. And that's especially true when you start getting into your 30s. You are looking to collect the cash. Everything else that they say nice about your operation comes after they've put pen to paper. This was a player the Pirates should have at least been in on. Not discussing at their round table, but in on. Enough to the point where they should have said, wow, the Pirates were really one of the teams chasing Rodriguez. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Randy, who, in referencing remarks this week by both Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton that they're committed to getting Rowanzi Contreras, Luis Ortiz, Quinn Priester, and others right, Randy says, great idea. Keep the kids with the issues. Who's going to fix them? Randy, after all this, that's still the issue for me. After adding nothing, or almost nothing, at the winter meetings, after Charrington blurted out that payroll is going to be conditional on whether or not they win, after seeing other teams of their market-slash-revenue scope go out and do business while the Pirates do nothing, the number one thing for me remains that even if you bring in the talent It's not going to be maximized, and in fact, it might be minimized. If there's one real thing to come to grips with after this week, it's that there is not going to be some panacea pitcher signed. There just isn't, much less two or three of them, because you're not going to see that payroll get anywhere near $100 million. You're not going to see... The Pirates make the kind of trade that would bring in a player or two like that from elsewhere, meaning, you know, prospect for veteran trade. I don't think they have that many prospects. And I don't think, based on their DNA, that they'd be very likely to give up on the ones that they have. I don't think, for example, you would see them send – I'm just throwing this out there, but I don't think you would see them send out – you know, a Henry Davis, a 1-1. I don't think you would see them send out a Tamar Johnson. He's a four overall, but seen as a lot of people, even at the time of the draft, is the best hitter of his class. He started to show a lot of pop late in the 2023 season. That's, that's not going to happen. That's not who they are. They're not going to transform personalities for the purposes of adding a starting pitcher for 2024 or even beyond. So it's fix the kids or else. I have no doubt, okay, to be clear here, they're going to sign another couple of pitchers. But as I mentioned to you yesterday, that's going to be two Rich Hills instead of one. It's going to be two Vince Velasquez's instead of one. It's going to be hoping that at some point in the year you can have JT Brubaker back. It's going to be hoping. It's going to be hoping, okay? It's going to be a lot of hoping. They got to take care of first base. Maybe they got to take care of right field. And there's time, and there are at least limited resources. And by the way, 
the pool of available talent as it applies to the open market is still pretty deep. You haven't seen that many players sign, which means it's going to be a late blooming market. And of course, the Pirates are never an early player. So this could turn around. I feel it's important to stress that. I'm aware of that. But I've seen way too many other familiar patterns pop dutifully into place over the past week. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 